The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. Thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. Well, it's certainly been a personal highlight, but it's also been a highlight here on the Jet Set Breakfast. We've been following this story for a good couple of months now. A while back, Rion Mansa, who is the explorer and initiator of Matrix in Antarctica, went off to Antarctica with five Matrix and they spent time there. What an experience. So we thought we'll get Rion as uh, one of our thought leaders. We're going to be chatting to some of the youngsters after the eight o'clock news. So listen up for that one. But Rion, delighted to have you on the line. You are back. You guys are safe. You've had an extraordinary time, it appears, by all the images and videos I've seen. Listen, it definitely has been. I, I think when I when I just look back now, and isn't it beautiful? I've been able to actually just um, take that look back and just um, see what what we've accomplished. I mean, with the with the students, just students that were one personality when they climbed on the plane <laughs> and just came back different people. It's been very special. So, Rihanna, what did you achieve? What were the challenges? What were the successes to your mind? You know, I think I'm always just trying to be too much of an overachiever. I mean, so so I mean, when we said the five students were going to go to Antarctica, I just had these images of each of them absolutely just hitting home runs just when they came back and, and, and became those um, spokespeople for the environment, but real spokespeople, youngsters that actually had some experience, like traveling to Antarctica and uh, had stories to tell. And I, I mean, I realized that not all five, are definitely going to go down that path, be maybe the, the, the game changes that I was always hoping for. But I've realized, I've just come, I've just finished the road show, uh, Michelle, with, with Quirbus in the Northern Cape. And I just realized everybody is just so unique and different. Like Quirbus, this farm guy in his, in his um, khaki shorts and his fellies, he's got a different story to tell, you know. And, and I just realized that was probably where I was failing in, in my vision, just what I hoped for these guys. So, um, Listen, they they all, I think, have got a path to walk this year. But our goal for each of them is just that they don't sit back and forget about their trip to Antarctica, that they actually do something with it. We won't be chatting to Quirbus, but uh, you do mention him. And he is an interesting young man. He's the only young man of the group of five. And that's uh, in itself quite interesting. Um, <laughs> hailing from Hoer School Donafelt in the Northern Cape. Now, obviously, for someone like him, the concept of climate change and drought and that particular aspect is, is obviously critical. But I'm sure it also mm. talks to how do you engage with farmland? How do you rethink the world? What was his experience? So I had the privilege, Michelle, you know, of standing on these school stages. Um, sure. Just looking at him, you know, he's a shy guy. He's introvert. And um, for him to have to share his story. We spent a lot of time in the car, so I could just get an idea about, about him and how he would want to engage. And I just realized there is no farmer that is sitting in the Northern Cape, probably in South Africa, that is busy farming through this last 14 years of drought that has been to Antarctica and actually seen um, global warming, for yeah. example, in action. So, um, you know, he's an interesting guy to sit around a table. You know, I just had this vision yesterday. We just, uh, we, we just finished in uh, Uppington. We went through back to um, Archenais. And the point was that I could see the vision of Quibus 
sitting with a minister one day, minister of, of agriculture one day around a table, and, you know, them just chatting about um, Antarctica for, you know, 10 yeah. minutes before they got into the nuts and bolts of it. You need to have these stories to engage. We're all humans. And if we can engage with the agriculture minister, we're going to have to be able to and first see um, eye to eye as humans. And Corvus definitely has that, that factor. But Michelle, again, I, I, like I start off, I didn't have much hope in Corvus being that, in, that engaging. And he was phenomenal. <laughs> so, Rian, let's, let's look at the broader picture of what you've done. And you mentioned it when you talk about stories. I mean, critically, the idea of storytelling and narrative is one that is becoming more and more important. And we see it not just in the private sector, but we're starting to see it in the public sector. We're seeing it in spaces around how we identify ourselves as not just human beings, but as South Africans. And storytelling is mm. what will take this. So as you say, you may not see youngsters who are going to come out and go become environmentalists, but you are going to see youngsters who have this narrative that has now been seeded in the back of the brain and may very well impact their lives differently to what they were before they went. Do you think that that's the case? Yeah, wow. The way you put it is exactly, you know, I wish I could put it so succinctly when I try and tell people what my vision is. Um, you know, I'm a bit tired of people just talking. I mean, I'm not. I'm just everybody that knows me just knows that I, I'm not the greatest fan of um, people like Greta Thunberg. The reason being is that I just don't like a lot of hot air and no action. Excuse I the actually pun, want to the see a result. Air. Yeah, yeah, and I, I want to, Michelle. I want to see like that Dutch guy, that Dutch boy that said, "Listen, I'm going to clean up plastics in the ocean, and let me go knock on doors. Let me go find people who can help me fund this thing or do yeah. a, a, a group fund me." And then, then now he's cleaned up in the ocean. Um, I think they've done two cleanups already in the Pacific. So yeah. um, th that's action. So the one thing that I'm trying to get across, and it was also, and sorry I keep referring back to Quibus, but, you know, I stood on stage and then I tell the kids a little bit about me or the students about me just before we're warming them up, obviously, before Quibus yeah. speaks. I tell them about my Liberian hostage situation on my bicycle trip. I tell them about circumnavigating Madagascar. I tell a couple of stories. The, the kids are entertained. But I realized always walking off the stage is that I have their attention. Storytelling gets people's attention. You almost win their heart. I mean, if Michelle's listening to Rian tell a story, I'll have your attention. I'll yeah. almost have your heart. And once you're convinced, convinced about me and trust me, I can tell you almost anything and Absolutely. you will follow me as a disciple. And the thing is that with the environment, it's not about me telling you across the table how wrong you are. It's about me convincing you that you and me picking up paper or um, not littering or um, saving water as simple as that um, is in both of our interests. That's what the, I'm trying to get all these kids to do. Kubis is going to do that. They, they don't use ESCOM and they save water like you can't believe. When you talk about saving water, these guys don't waste a drop yeah. in their house. So if Kubis can convince the rest of, the country, the rest of Northern Cape through storytelling, He's going to achieve big time. Rian, we do have to get out of here, but I want to ask you, are you going to do this again next year? This year, yeah. So this we, year, it's um, this year. Yeah. <laughs> this are year. we 2020, month 14? What do you mean? Crazy. Oh, of course, <laughs> that is a good way to look at it. Um, Michelle, we've got the roadshow, which is happening now. I start with um, Ayaka in Cape Town. Lovely. And I won't labor it, the, 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 the six-week program will just go to all the provinces where the winners were. We'll just get them in front of their kids. The beautiful thing about these kids is that, um, sure, I must tell you, I must brag a little bit. You know, Kelby Barker was one of the 
and the girl from Eastern Cape. And yeah. she got six distinctions, missed the seventh one by 1%. So incredible. We're so proud of her as well. So um, I, go to, I go on a roadshow with her. But we launch, um, to answer your question, in July, the end of July, after the exams that the guys have done in that time, we launch the entries for Matrix in Antarctica 2021. Rian Mansa, once again, thank you so much for joining us and for keeping us in the loop of this extraordinary story. It's 8 o'clock.